Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Denise Fay. Denise, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, Amy. How are you doing? I'm really well. And it's great to be on the other side of the table, as it were, because you had me on your show. Thank you very much. And now I get to have you on Focus on Why. I know. It's so exciting. So exciting. Any opportunity to talk to you because you know I love to talk to you. Oh, fantastic. Well, we're both members of the PSA. We're actually both regional presidents of the PSA, you over in Ireland and myself as the Southeast Regional President in England. So fantastic. Oh yeah, look, it's, um, it's all good. And it's exciting times now for the next little while because we've got the convention here in Ireland. So looking forward to seeing you in person, in the flesh then. Oh my goodness, that literally is a couple of weeks away from where right now. So amazing. Let's dive straight in. What is it that you're up to right now? What am I up to right now? Well, I'm just actually on the back end of my holidays. So um totally had a great time with that. So I'm just getting back into things. And really right now, um, Amy, what I'm doing is uh, restructuring the Achievers Club. So the Achievers Club is my membership, my monthly membership um, community that I have. And do you know yourself, it's been going for a year. We had a founders members at the beginning and there's lessons to be learned always in life. And so I was like, okay, what needs to be changed? So not necessarily going to relaunch the Achievers Club 2.0, but definitely putting some more structure around the Achievers Club. And I'm really quite excited about it. So tell me a bit more, why the Achievers Club? What's important to you about achievement? Yeah, well, you know, it's an interesting one. Um, So my company is called Achieve Marketing. It's a funny story which I will try to like, you know, summarize it down into a few sentences. But when I went to actually create my own company back in 2005, um, I was like, God, you know, what will I call my company name? And, you know, it's an interesting one. Like, what, you know, how do you come up with your company name? And so I was walking down a road from where I lived. Then I had a little, um, I got let go. I've got made redundant and I was going to go, God, this is obviously right up your street, right? I'm like, God, what am I going to do next? It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I saw a little part-time marketing role, a marketing officer role for an art center. I thought, you know what? That's going to keep me going just while I got made redundant. And um, as I'm walking down, because my plan was to set up my business and um, what, what word now comes to mind? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go with A because A is always going to be top of um any directory so if you look open up any directory you know if it's going to be in alphabetical order a is the first letter so I thought okay can I come up with anything as close to the top as I can and um so there's a lot of words 
and then achieve I was walking down this road the Dublin road and um, I thought achieve I thought oh yeah that's kind of cool isn't it so achieve marketing was born in that like sense so that was great so it's always listed top of the list in alphabetical order but then um, as I kind of achievement was always I suppose a part of me it's like a big value but I did a bit of work with when I say a bit a bit a good bit of work with Paul Davis who was the regional president for last year um for Ireland and um as it turns out achievement one of be would be a chief driver of mine so I, I guess some things you don't know until you know um they're always kind of in the background and so when it came to um calling I always had this idea of a monthly membership club and um, I just thought it'd be a great way to connect with people on a monthly basis. Another one of my drivers, but we'll talk about that later on. So, um, yeah, so then I came up with like a couple of names and I had initially called like the Achievers Club, the Kaizen Club, because I think it's continuous improvement. I really believe in continuous improvement. And even if it's just one one way, which, you know, I always say it doesn't matter if you're doing one mile an hour or 100 miles an hour, as long as you keep going. So Kaizen really works for me as a, as an idea but then somebody had said to me it could be misappropriation you know and I thought oh gosh you know maybe so and so then the achievers club was born and it probably sits better because it works with achieve marketing it works with one of my drivers and people who are members of the achievers then could be actually seen as achievers as well so that's where the achievers club name came from and then so it is a monthly membership um, and we talk about all kinds of marketing so that's pretty much a little bit more about it so achievement as a value for you, it is also one for me. I mm-hmm. see it as a, a catalyst to change. I see it as about striving for excellence and, and seeking those incredibly positive, transformative opportunities. What does achievement mean to you, Denise? Yeah, you know, what? and actually after you had shared that one with me, um, and that was like an, a, a light bulb moment going, God, really, what does achievement mean to me? Because you're very strong and very specific about it. Whereas I think I was kind of like, yeah, more kind of vague um, about it, to be fair. Um, but I think for me, well, for me both, it's like I'm achieving. So I'm constantly working towards something like um, and I'm constantly working toward a goal or I'm constantly and I don't like the word striving, but it's you're constantly pushing yourself a small piece, whether it's a small piece more or a large piece, right? It doesn't make any difference, as I said, but you're continually going because I just think that we've got this one life where you've got to, got to make the most of it. And whatever, that doesn't mean to say that you have to be climbing Mount Everest or everybody has to be climbing Mount Everest. You could literally just be going for a walk every day or playing with your kids every day or doing something every day, but it's just to maximize the life that you have. So I suppose I still probably need to put some extra words around that, you know, just to see, to articulate it. And as a wordsmith, I should really be able to articulate it. But um, since you actually talked about that, I was like, God, yeah, I really do need to get to it. But that's in its most vaguest sense is what achievement would mean to me. And what's it you've got against the word strive? What have I got a word? Yeah, you know, I think that, um, what do I have against the word strive? Gosh, Amy, you put me under pressure now. Um, yeah, there's just something that like, I think it's like, well, it's kind of like strive's got like a bit of a struggle in it, right? So we strive to get somewhere, we're struggling to get somewhere, whereas we're not striving or like we're not struggling to get somewhere. You're actually, so there is a, if you look at it, because I do like looking at certain words and how they work. So strive could be like struggle and thrive all at the same time. So that's, I guess, what strive would mean. But like struggle is just hard. It's a chore. People don't really want to do it. 
And so if you actually worked on something, another word, and right now, if you're to challenge me, what's another word than strive, like work towards, you know, I don't really know what the other alternative would be now that I've kind of walked myself into this. But um, yeah, I just think there's something, and that's only for me, right? It's a personal thing. It's just, it's a word that indicates like struggle um, for me. And I think that life is tough enough. So why would we put ourselves under that pressure to kind of say I'm striving for something when like I'm working towards something? It's really interesting, isn't it? How we take words to mean such personal things to us and that they've got, they've got those sort of background experiences that we sort of take on board with those words. A hundred percent. Like, you know, I love language and I do love words. And I know back in like the recession times, gosh, you know, and let's look, let's hope we're, we're not heading that direction again. But during recession times, when I had my business going, like I, I went from marketing to work, like, you know, being a copywriter, because that was a strength of mine. And that's what people were paying for at the time. And I, so since then I've really discovered a love of, words and love of language and it is interesting to see how people and I suppose maybe that's where the the striving bit comes in you know and the understanding and the different nuances that language and words have for people so it's it is an interesting one and how does purpose fit into this well you know it's an interesting one and it's an interesting journey again I suppose my purpose like I will always say that my purpose in life is to help people to become more well-known, um, be a bit more visible in their niche. Um, and there's so many good people out there like yourself, Amy, and there's like hundreds of other people who, who want to make an impact, who want to leave the world a better place. And yes, you want to make a load of money at the same time, right? But it's the people who want to make an impact that I'm really attracted to, or, and I'd like to think that they're attracted to me too. But um so that would be the purpose, I think, my purpose in life. And I can only, you know, it's interesting as a consultant or a mentor, you can only work with one person one to one. So the Achievers Club means I can work with people on a broader basis, um, on a group level, but not on a not on a group. Well, I suppose it is a group level, but so you can reach more people and create more of a ripple effect. So that would be where my purpose comes in. Like, again, it works toward my drivers, as I said to you before, like achievement is one of them. Caring for people is another one. Connecting with people on a soul level, that's another driver for me. Enjoying life is another driver. So if you look and like that's what probably leads to my fulfillment. And so if I look at those, the Achievers Club is only ever going to be a small group um, so that I could know people and get to connect with people on a level where it's like, okay, you're not you're not accessing the trainings, you're not coming to, you know, ask me anything, what's going on so that I can reach out and I could have that level of connection with people. Um, and therefore that would actually help me like, and, and I would care for them, you know, it's an odd one, but that's, so that's how the, my genius drivers full, like, you know, works with the club. So I think it's definitely more fulfilling for me which means I'm doing more and I'll do more for people than sometimes other marketing tasks if I'm doing one-to-one -one marketing sometimes I just get a bit bored and then it's like yeah okay then that's not as fulfilling and you're talking about things that are giving you those feeling of fulfillment and what I want to ask you is what does fulfillment mean to you I guess it means to me it'll for me fulfillment means that I 
I'm just happy with what I'm doing, you know, that I have a set, like, I suppose it all kind of ties into itself, that I have a sense of purpose, right? So I, a bit of a nerd, Amy, I'll self-declare myself a bit of a nerd. Like I love marketing. I love talking about marketing. I love reading about marketing. I love writing about marketing. And so, um, because it's a great way to get you to become more visible, which obviously is all tied into the purpose. And so um, when I'm fulfilled, I'm actually going, okay, well, what, all these creative ideas come in, you know, and I'm like, okay, what, what, what will help my, what will help my members? What will help my clients today? You know, what can I actually tell people today? And okay, so sometimes there's too many ideas, right? It's like, oh, Jay, where's, calm down, right? But it's that the creativity comes, um, the creativity comes, I'm just more at ease, I suppose, you know, I'm more at ease. I know I use the word happier there, I'm more content and therefore then anything else that kind of comes in the way, then you just, you manage them things like, you know, all the, the other stuff, like, you know, say family affairs or, you know, illnesses and stuff like that, you know, or things that just kind of disrupt your schedule because we're all, we all have those. And that means then you're able to just kind of manage them a little bit more. So marketing, where does the love come from? Where did it originate? Uh, an interesting question. Because I did marketing, I did business and law in college in my primary degree. And I was all going to do the law. Like, you know, I just happened to do business and law. I missed full law by five points. And so I did business and I was like, oh, God. And I was so upset and everything like that um, at the time. And but anyway, life is a way of working itself out, I suppose, isn't it? When you look back. But I was waiting for my I was waiting for my place in Blackhall Place, which was where you go to train to become a solicitor. And there was a year's waiting list at the time. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just finished college. I need money. Um, I'm sick of being broke. <laughs> and uh, my sister, Sandra, she was always on about like, you know, IT. And even at the time she's older than us, she, she was like, you really should look at the IT world. But, you know, my brain was exploding with bits and bytes and stuff. But there was a couple of IT companies locally here, you know, that were looking for software graduates. And I thought, well, if they're looking for software graduates, perhaps they want business graduates as well. And so um, I applied to a few people on spec. And one of them was so impressed with my approach that they said, right, I'll hire you straight away. And which is not too far from the truth. But uh, the guy who took me on, which, you know, yourself later on after being in company, there was obviously internal politics at the time anyway so he left in October and um so there's myself and another graduate uh Karina and so we were kind of left with going right we're supposed to be bringing a marketing focus to this IT company because it was just it was 1997 so it was you were leading into like the internet age but we were still having products it was in the airline industry and we still had products that were like had to be shipped and um, so there's still logistics involved so we had to kind of go back to our textbooks and go, OK, well, how do you do marketing again? And um, so but, you know, it was a baptism of fire and it was brilliant. You know, it was great. I suppose looking back, there was like a certain level of, of autonomy that we were given, you know, that we didn't have to rise through the ranks of like, yes, what I don't know what our titles were, but we we were doing a role. We were doing a job that was really good, you know, so we were achieving. <laughs> you know, there was like things that need to be done. And so it was a really great one. And then. Um, I kind of never went back, like I never looked back at actually going through the law. So I stayed in the IT industry. So I went from that job to another one, got headhunted for another one who was later bought by an American company, stayed with them until they made me redundant in 2005. So it was really good. So that's how marketing came. So in, in 2000, 
I went back and I did my master's of business studies in international marketing because the international element and the level of how culture fits into things that was really interesting to me. But again, as I said to you earlier on, Amy, I'm a bit of a nerd, so I do love studying about it and having a grounding in like the principles of marketing uh, as well as the tactics and all that kind of stuff, all that that goes, all that goes with it. And it's interesting that you mentioned autonomy because I don't know if you're aware of Daniel Pink's work and he talks about autonomy, mastery and purpose. And it seems to be that you have sort of initially had that autonomy with the marketing role. And it's like, oh, great, we can just take this on and we can we can absolutely build and create something new. And creation, creation is clearly, or creativity particularly, is, is important to you. And then the mastery of it, of having that time and years and then studying and, and building on it and then building it into your purpose it just makes so much sense that you know you've got those three elements yeah that's quite interesting I've never actually I'm not familiar with his work so that's interesting I will be reading that book from now on you know um that's on my reading list yeah that's interesting and I suppose you know hindsight it, it, it's interesting when you look back isn't it at the, like the piece of the fall into place yeah and um, so even like there's times where you kind of think, this is terrible, nothing's happening, it's useless. You know, I guess <laughs> there is a path already kind of laid out for you or you laid out yourself. I'm not sure which. Yeah, it's a great book. It's called Drive by Daniel Pink. So I, I will put those links in the show notes. But that is interesting. Wow. Yeah, I'm intrigued yeah, by that. It, it is. And he's done, a, he's done a TED talk about it as well, which is interesting. And he talks about that framework. So autonomy, mastery, purpose. So let's just take it again into let's talk about the drive and and what drives you because you've you've spoken about several different elements you've talked you've spoken about the initially the community that you you're building in terms of and the connectedness to caring for people the the enjoying life and the obviously the element right at the beginning of achievement you said you did some work on your values and how they now you recognize how they're showing up. What difference have they made in your life in other areas other than work? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, and again, after having done like a good bit of work with Paul, um, and again, a bit like, well, not necessarily like the autonomy, the purpose, and I'm completely intrigued about that. But if you look back again, you know, at different aspects, the community is still community and getting people kind of together, you know, and I suppose maybe that kind of connects with connection, Amy, that has always been, you know, quite prevalent, although not realizing it, you know, when I go back to the Sabre days, that's coming I used to work for and I loved it, you know, um, big multinational um we did like you know a sports and social club so I was leading the sports and social club obviously that's my love of fun right like you know yeah we should be doing something like you know other than drinking on a Friday night right um so that was part of it so it's all part of the so the sports and social and getting people from the the developers you know some of the developers some of the project managers some of the well, I'd be sitting in the business and marketing team, a sales team, and then finance. So there was a few of us that would just kind of come together and create events. Uh, so that was certainly one of them um, in terms of getting, you know, community together. They're like here, like since I've moved out, <laughs> since I've moved out to the country, as my mum would call it, um, we live in a little village. I'm secretary of the local ladies Gaelic football team. I'm now an under 10 coach. Um, so I think it's, I guess I'm also part of the, the, what 
there's a Cullen Community Together initiative that we're trying to get the village to come together to create a playground and a new community hall. So I would be involved in quite a lot of organizations. Even when I set up my business, I was involved in the, like the local chamber. I guess it all kind of comes to helping and supporting people to move on to, I suppose, to achieve. So it's not necessary. You're not looking to achieve anything other than like create a community hall, right? So that's something. Um, getting all the girls, like the under 10 girls, to just have a love of football, you know, and a love of that they love training and they love footballing and they're like developing their skills. You know, they, they know they're developing their skills, but, you know, just to have that ability to bring that forward and play together, like that's things that they don't even realize their skills that they're learning for later in life. So I do like that. Um, and of course, care for all the girls. Um, so yeah, I suppose they're probably things that come to mind. I'm sure there's other ones, but they're ones that will come to mind straight away that would, so in terms of my drivers recurring for people and even connecting with people and achieving some sort of a goal or maximizing your life, which is kind of what I said earlier on, that would be still all part of the same purpose, I guess. Yeah, I love it. And and you spoke of ripple effects earlier and I often speak of the importance of global ripple effects or, but here we are talking about those sort of local national and sort of global ripple effects and, and they all make a difference. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, a charity starts at home. Isn't that the same? So sometimes we need to like, like support the people who are around us as much as the people that we want to support internationally, you know, like internationally, I suppose, lucky for me, I can reach people, on a global scale using work, but then I can support people here locally, even if it is just being secretary of the club and answering emails and making sure that the games are being organized and things like that. You know, um, I don't organize the games, but some people do, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, so it's good. Like it just gives, I suppose it just gives a bit more purpose to life. And it all starts somewhere. We've just recently seen the success of the England team in the in football in the UK, uh, which was fantastic. And I know that Gaelic football is a fantastic cross between football and rugby. Is that right? Um, well, it's got its own set of like rules and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's tackling, yeah. You know, there's more tackling involved than there would be in soccer. And but there wouldn't be the same tackling as rugby. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, you could say that. I'd probably be killed for saying that, but yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you describe it? How would you say, uh, tell, tell us a bit more about Gaelic football because it sounds fascinating. Yeah, you know, um, it, uh, and this is from somebody who never followed Gaelic football, right? So I never played Gaelic football. Um, so to become like a coach and to be like part of the club, you know, the sector for the ladies, it's quite interesting. But um, you, you can actually score goals and you score points. So points you cross over the bar. A bit like rugby, like a rugby try, and then you, you conversion. And then you can, I won't bore you with the details, but you can carry the ball as long as you um, have a, like a hop and a solo. Um, so for four, like, well, we're younger, so for four steps, and you can touch the ball before you can pass it off. So there's certain little rules that would be, that make it. But, it, you know, it's a real entertaining game when you see it because there's so many rules involved and you can carry the ball, kick the ball, punt the ball, you know, solo the ball, which is going to drop it on your you know, your foot and then bounce it back up to you. So you can kind of play with yourself almost as you're running. And um, you don't need to pass. Well, you do obviously need to pass on because you've got a team, but you know, there's, there's certain things on it. So it's a really exciting game to watch. 
Sounds fabulous. I'll definitely be watching that next time I come over to Ireland. So. Well, you're going to be in like the home of like GAA when you um when you come to the PSA, but it, it's an interesting game. But you know, I think it's great to see so much support for ladies football. You know, and even in our club, we have more female um females, including girls, right? Females, um, females in the club than we do males, including the juveniles. Yeah. So it's great to see that support. Um for like for young girls in sport because you know young girls in sport particularly when they reach the teenage years there's statistics to prove that they fall out of sport and um you know it's so good for everybody for your mental health your physical health you know all the skills that they don't even know that they're experiencing it's only us as older ones you know that would know like you know teamwork turning up commitment persistence achievement you know caring for your team all those kind of values that they don't even know that they're developing but they're developing so sport is phenomenal for that, I think. Well, there you go. Here comes your marketing side of things coming out and just sharing the the, the sort of absolute values of, of the sport. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Everything you do, the marketing com- comes back to marketing. <laughs> uh, look, at I love marketing. Do you know, I really do. I think it's just, it's such an interesting subject because it covers so much, right, Amy? Like, you know, and yet what kind of kills me, kills my soul a little bit is when I see just people focusing on just social marketing, you know, social media marketing. It's like, guys, there's so much more that you can do, you know. And yes, I know you're talking about, like, understand your target marketing, understand your positioning and all that stuff. So that's all important as well. But like just the principles of, even just the principles of positioning, or like you know, the idea of engaging with customers as opposed to just always being on this treadmill of looking for customers. Like I, if I had a pound for every person I spoke to Amy from a networking event to a client to, you know, speaking on stage afterwards and talking to people, the amount of people always are looking to attract new clients. And obviously that's the lifeblood. I understand that. But like so many people don't put enough effort into the ones that they already have. And I, you know, I'll probably hold my hand up and say I'm guilty of it too, because you get excited. The whole attraction stuff is all very exciting. And it's like, we need more new clients, keep people going, because obviously you're getting more staff in, you're getting more costs in, so you need more people. So you do need to keep, you know, keep customers coming in. But if you had like if the amount of people I when I talk to them about the lifetime value, they'll be like the what? You know, they don't understand the lifetime value of a customer. And so I I won't rant on about it, but attraction and engagement is, you know, is just as important. And which I think why the sense of community that I would have in helping build people build a community around themselves so they can actually help their business and then help the people who are also in that community too. So um I think there's many aspects of marketing that a lot of people don't consider it. You know, they'll say, oh, you just do advertising. Is it Denise? I'm like, no, I don't. You just do digital marketing. No, I don't. You know, so, um, yeah. But anyway, so marketing is brilliant. Well, this is the opportunity for you to share exactly what it is you do. And you've, you've definitely given us a great scope of that. Tell me what's coming up. What's what's next for you, Denise? Um, well, obviously, from, from the beginning that we started off with, like, you know, so the Fayway will be the foundations, the success system for all the marketing going forward. Um, and that will fit the structure for the Achievers Club. So we'll go out looking for more people, like more members so they can they can actually help make an impact themselves. Um, and then there's going to be another couple of like, you know, training courses to supplement that. Because obviously I kind of talk about marketing. Yes, um, I do talk about marketing, obviously, various aspects from the foundations, customer journey right through to, you know, 
how you keep how you keep customers for life and all the bits in between how you track them so there can be training programs pretty much in each of those six steps but i think the most important part would be like it's the support i suppose for me and you know we all kind of do online training programs and that's brilliant but sometimes we need that support and i don't really want to give a training program without support so there will be like training programs plus support so that's pretty much what's on the diary and what's in the plan for the next couple of months so and longer term what is it that you would love to leave behind as a legacy denise yeah you know what it's an interesting one amy um because i have thought about that quite a lot even over the last little while um and then i thought well what you know because i hear of like what's your legacy play and all that stuff and i guess i don't really have an answer to that just yet amy if i'm going to be honest but like what i do want is i want people you know primarily I suppose because right now I'm working with business owners um and yeah we talked about the sport and all that kind of stuff but it's it's really for people to make an impact and it's I guess it's people to be able to like step up into their own power and I know we didn't even get to talk about that but I see a lot of people kind of and myself included probably because you know you can only be what is it you're the student first and then you realize it but just to step up into being who they really are you know um I, I one of the things that we talk about in marketing is you know um your usp and the elevator pitch and that really annoys me now about the elevator pitch because it's like you know how many people has ever done business in an elevator right so you know it just it just baffles me why it's it, people just bang on about it. I understand it to a point where like it helps you articulate what it is that you do. So from that perspective, yes. Um, but there's so much to it and there's so much that we don't talk about in terms of the elevator pitch and the, your USB. And a lot of it could come just down to who you are, right? And the energy that you bring. And actually, you know, what you say, the words you say, your language, there's so much to it. And then, so I'd love people to just kind of be able to step into who they are and then actually just embrace that, you know what? Yeah, look, I'm a marketer that, you know, is sitting here in Ireland who has a couple of wrinkles, but that's perfectly fine. They're laughter lines, right? It's a sign of somebody who enjoys life. And then that shouldn't stop me from going out and telling people what they need to do to create their own ripple effect, to create an impact. Because every time I, like, you know, I come back and I'm not a coach, Amy, by any stretch of the imagination. But I just I'd love for people to be able to like you know step into themselves, you know, to just own their own power and then know, you know what, this is who I am and I'm great and I'm gonna market the bejesus out of it. And so that's what I'd like. So that's that's probably what I'd like, you know, um people to to do. And then like, you know, is there something that I'd love to give? I mean, look, I, I believe in literacy. Um, I believe that everybody should be um I should be, I believe everybody should be able to read and that you know at some point I'd love to create a foundation you know that would be able to help people to read because I think if you're able to read it opens up a world of knowledge you know history science you know you can read a book in history science geography you know just it'll change your mindset on whatever it is um so that in itself is one aspect that I haven't even developed but it's kind of like you know at the back of my mind so who knows who knows Amy who knows so for someone who didn't have an answer for the legacy question, that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> it's always there. People just don't sort of let it surface or free it out. It is there. 
<laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, look, you know, you kind of think that like I'm 47 now and you can think, gosh, you know, 47 years behind me, maybe 47 years ahead of me. But, you know, and then there's so much to do. Like, you know, you see so many people, you know, I don't know what age the guest was you know, that you had on your last podcast, the pilot, one of the last ones, you know. And, and so you look at other people who are definitely older than I am and, um, you know, they're making such a, a difference still. And so there's no reason why you couldn't still make a difference. And I guess that's where it kind of comes back to, like, you know, maximizing the life that you have and making the most of it. And so who knows, like, you know, what's going to happen. But I know like, that there's hopefully there's still loads of years left in me, you know, to be able to achieve all of that. Yeah, it's interesting. You're referencing Cyril Mannion there and his his title was Never Lose Focus. So that's uh, an episode to go look look back again if you haven't listened to that one, episode 293. That was and a great it, episode. He was a really interesting man, wasn't he? It's fascinating. And he was someone who'd listened to my episodes and just reached out and said, any chance of having a chat and we did and I was like I need to have you on the show so it's this is what's so great about that the show is that there's always people who who sort of come to me from different routes and as you said you know I'm 47 I'm the same age as you Denise and oh my goodness I'm nowhere near done you know there is so much more work to be done there's so many more people to get on the show to share these incredible journeys of purpose so yes bring it on I look forward to seeing your foundation get created one day yeah look at you know there's certain things that has to be you know and I it's one of those things where like I probably would tell people sure what do you not think about doing it now like you know put steps now but the reality is certain things need to be put in place like the achievers cleveland like needs to be worked in a little bit more than what it is I mean we're only a two that old now so the reality is there's certain things that needs to be done um in terms of foundations well foundations as in plans and routes to create a foundation that would support literacy or maybe it's not like that I would create my own foundation maybe it's that I would like join with somebody else and support their like you know as long as they would have a mission for like you know having you know literacy and that every boy every girl can actually read and write would be wonderful because I think that if my granddad would always say if you have education you can travel the world and um, it's true, you know, and, and even if you don't want to travel the world, you can always travel the world in a book and you get to know so much about the world, even from a book. Yeah, well, uh, quality education is number four of the U- UN global goals. So there are plenty of people in the world who are looking to achieve that. Yeah. So look, at we'll, we'll focus on one or two things first and then work on that one. But yeah, plenty, 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 plenty more to do for sure. So Denise, anybody that would like to get in contact with you, how would they reach out? What's the best route? Well, I've got denisefay.com, the website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Denise Fay. Actually, I'm all pretty much all the social channels as Denise Fay. Um, but denisefay.com, probably that's a website that we're just trying to rebrand, not rebrand. We're trying to like, you know, um, put like, you know, some structure to that. So, but all the contact details are there for sure. So love to talk to anybody. Perfect. Well, they'll all go in the show notes. So thank you. Denise, it's been a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you taking your time to share your purpose, to focus on your why today. Have you got some final words for the audience, please? Yeah, you know, I think I pretty much like, you know, gave them away just a little bit um, a minute ago, Amy, if I'm honest, but it really is just to, if I could encourage everybody to just step into their own power to realize like what their own unique you like I know I talk about the you factor but it's like what is your you factor 
and it's what's your values what you talk about you know um what what makes you you what makes you tick you know your personality I mean I'm a big runner we didn't talk about that like you know things that would things that you do in your life that's the stuff that you should really be marketing about like you know marketing on talking about because that's what makes you nobody can take it away from you so if you can find out and discover what your own unique factor is I think well, you kind of know it anyway, but just actually take some minutes after listening to this, think about what really makes me me and then go and market that because that's what people can connect with. And it's all about connection. So I hope that helps. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.